eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Loho. I'm Lawrence Holmes. I have been thinking about this since last night, and I actually had something that I was going to already give to you for the podcast today. And I was like, you know what? Since it's going to happen today and people are going to react to it, then why not just bring it to them? I don't know if I'll have time for this on my radio show, and that's kind of how Loho Daily works. If there are issues that I want to talk about that I might not get to, to on the radio show, I like to bring them to the podcast. Here's one of my biggest pet peeves. We are going to celebrate today the release of the schedule in the NFL. I am amazed at how the NFL has marketed itself so well that we think of this as some sort of holiday. It's crazy. They're going to have a big event. It'll be tonight. You can't release the schedule before the league releases the schedule. So reporters are all on Twitter going, here's a mock schedule of the teams that your particular pro football team is going to play. The whole thing is crazy to me. Here's why. I work in Chicago. We've known for months who the Bears' opponents are going to be. Don't believe me? Here's the opponents for the Bears this year. The home opponents, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay. You knew that because they're in the same division. You know that those six games are going to happen every year. Then you know that they're going to play another conference in the NFC, another division in the NFC. So the rest of the home opponents are Dallas, New York, the Giants, Kansas City, Los Angeles, the Chargers, New Orleans, the away opponents, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, then the Eagles and Washington, Why? Because the whole NFC North is going to play the entire NFC East. Denver, Oakland. Why? Because the whole NFC North is going to play the entire AFC West. The Rams. There, I've given you all of their opponents for this year. You already know who they're going to play. The only question is, when are they going to play them and where? We already know that the Bears are going to open up on Thursday night against the Packers. And we now know that they're going to play Oakland in London. I understand from a travel standpoint, like people getting their their travel plans together. It just, I I am amazed in kind of a good way in how the NFL has been able to convince us that today 
is an important day on the calendar because they're releasing their calendar. It drives me nuts every year when this comes around. There's going to be a big old release party and the whole thing. And then we're going to be like, oh, yeah. Then you know what's going to happen after that? We're all going to be able to go win, loss, win, loss. When we look at the schedule. I used to love when Steve Rosenblum, who is a columnist for the Chicago Tribune, used to just go, the Bears are going 0-16. Or the Bears are going 16-0. and Because it doesn't matter. Because we don't know anything about these teams right now. Because it's April 17th. But as soon as we get the schedule, we're going to go, oh, well, this is going to be a really tough part of their schedule. Really tough part of their schedule that we got going now. It grinds my gears. I just wanted to discuss it. There's a couple other NFL things that I wanted to discuss. So I'm inviting Anthony Heron onto the podcast today so that he can hear me vent. And then we can talk about that and other NFL stuff. Am I the only one who feels that way? Am I alone in my angst about how we're going to cover the NFL schedule? I say this as a member of the media. We got to do better. We have to do better. We won't, though, because people seem to love it. And we're all about giving the people what they want. Thanks for doing this, man. I, 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 I had a bee in my bonnet, and you were one of the people that I wanted to talk to about it. Okay. It's not about Game of Thrones, is it? I haven't watched any of them. No, it's not about Game of Thrones, but if you want to talk about Game of Thrones, we can. <laughs> I've never seen an episode. I actually think if you wanted to jump, I was saying this on the air the other day, that if you wanted to jump in on the phenomenon, I actually thought the first episode of the last season set things up that you could kind of walk in and and go, okay, I, I kind of got. I was wondering about that. Yeah. yeah. If you go back and because it gives you a recap of kind of the most important stuff, mm. clearly like the history aspect of it is is you know you'll have to like do your own research on that mm. if you want, mm. but but I think as far as the the major storylines go, you can walk in on that first episode and be yeah. caught up. Hmm. So so consider it if you don't want to go back over seventy episodes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> if you, if you rather just watch eight. Uh-huh. Then, then you're probably good. I did get in. Uh, uh, we just watched True. De- now we had already seen season three of True Detective before seeing season one, so we just finished watching season one over the weekend. I, maybe it's just the order I watched them in. I actually like season three better. I, I'm with you. I thought really? they both okay. are great, but and and I love yeah, the golf thinks I'm crazy. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he. Really loved the dynamic between Woody and McConaughey. And I, th- I thought, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was as good, though, as what Stephen Dorff from Herschel Ali had going on. I just liked their character development better. I didn't think their characters – not that Woody and McConaughey were one-dimensional, but I, I, I liked the depth of the characters in season three better than season one. You know what I, I learned? I didn't know this because I'm, I'm watching multiple shows and this actress looks completely different on one show than the other – but the the woman who played the mother of the children, that's Meryl Streep's daughter. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And she's yeah. on Mr. Robot, too. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. and she looks completely different. She's a pretty good actress, man. She is, yeah. The few things I've seen her in, I thought she, she's been good and everything. She was in, um, 
what was the show? HBO canceled a show, The Newsroom, a couple of years back. Yes. I, thought, I think everything Aaron Sorkin does is, is pretty spectacular anyway. And she was, she came into The Newsroom in like the last season they did of that. And I thought she was adding something to the show and then the show just went away. Yeah, I'm with you. I used to watch that show every week. There are a couple shows that I really liked. I liked um, I liked Boss with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. I yeah. really liked that show a lot. Uh-huh. And and it just kind of went away. And I guess he's doing like another Chicago show. It sounds like where he's going to be like another Chicago heavy. Yeah, was, yeah. I and mean, what's I'm... crazy is that that his house in Boss was was the filming of his house in Boss was a half a block away from where I lived at the time. Oh, really? So I'd be like, oh, there's there's my place, there's my uh, condo there's the every boss. time. It was great. Yeah. All right. So uh, listen, I okay. I didn't I didn't punch you up to talk TV. Although I'm all for <laughs> us talking TV and on the podcast, we can definitely do that. Uh, Look, I I wanted to get your opinion on the NFL schedule mm-hmm. and how this has now become a national holiday mm-hmm. when we already knew all of the teams that our teams were going to play. Right. How right. did we get here? <laughs> You want it now? You want yeah. to ask me? Okay. Yeah. This is well, this is all going on the podcast. Sir. Okay. Good. All good. All right. <laughs> well, I would say the the fact that the NFL now is is basically competing with the NBA's off season because the NBA became the most intriguing off season in professional sports a couple of years ago, really more than a couple, a few years ago. Now the NFL is just trying to find different ways to keep their off season storylines as interesting as possible. And so just to have little tidbits of information come out, just continue to trickle out over and over again. And especially in an off season that right now doesn't have any scandal to it. There was years where every off season was the next scandal in the NFL. And now this would potentially be the second year in a row where there's not really a huge scandal that's rocking the national football league. And so for them and trying to control the news cycle, the NFL is essentially saying that as long as we just sort of dribble out, a little bit here, a little bit there with the schedule. It keeps folks in tune. But like you mentioned, we know who's playing who. We know who's playing each other in division. We know which which divisions are going to have the most difficult run against the opposing division. We know who's playing game. on the at home and on the road. Yeah, yeah. We're just basically waiting for times <laughs> and it. specific dates. on it. We even have dates on a few of the games already. We got London with the Bears. We know what's happening with the, the opening game against the Packers. I mean, we got some key dates also, too. We're basically just waiting on some kickoff times, but it's everybody's going to be locked in. Everybody's going to be tuned in and waiting to see what's going to happen when the schedule release happens. Was it 7 Eastern time here yeah. Wednesday night? And when it comes out, folks are going to be watching it and just having that extra little morsel of info. And it's not even like bets can, well, I mean, bets can be placed tonight, but it's not like we're anywhere near the start of the regular season. The draft hasn't even happened yet, but folks will be locked and loaded and waiting for this actually the official release of the NFL schedule. It's pretty crazy. I mean, because the, the, the league is, is getting continues to get consumed at such a deep level that every time, especially for as guarded as it feels like the NFL is about certain things, every time they give us a a little additional morsel of info, then it feels like there's this big gift that's being given by the league when it's really not. It's not at all, but because the NFL is more guarded with information than any other sports league out there, they don't have to do much. They don't have to leak much. They don't have to allow much to just trickle out there before folks are actually feeling like their appetite is being satisfied in some way. Yeah, I find it remarkable that that this what will happen is we'll get the schedule tonight. 
and then then people can make their predictions. Then now that mm. now that I can see the times of yeah. the kickoffs. Yeah. Even though I knew home and away schedule, I can now go, "Oh, well look, this is a tough stretch that the Bears uh, are going to have. This is a tough stretch that the Patriots are going to have. We don't even know. We don't know at all. We don't I I was probably I would say I would say maybe four years into covering the NFL as a beat reporter when I started going, um, guys, we don't know anything about these teams until at least weeks into training camp. And even then, we don't really know anything. Yeah. And to fly blind with a, a speculation on a record for a team in April is crazy to me, but everyone's got to do it. You don't even know what the roster is, man. I mean, right. we don't know who the draft picks are going to be, who the starting quarterback may or may not be. For some of the teams, they're going to draft early at the quarterback position. You're not sure who the running back or the left tackle is, whether or not your team's going to enhance their secondary. There's so many unanswered questions between now and the middle of April versus when the regular season actually starts in the early portion of September. So, I mean, you know, folks can, can place their wagers and make their predictions if they want to. I'm sure there's going to be a point sometime here over the next couple couple of months before preseason games even been played where I'll make a prediction about something. I'll try to at least avoid it before I know who the draft picks are and what some, you know, some of the actual roster moves, the transactions are that, that will take place between now and the end of the draft and what trades might happen. I mean, there might be some big QB movement depending on how things play out draft weekend and if that happens then you know some things can shift in certain divisions you know if that's the case where a different teams gonna have a different starting quarterback than what was anticipated or you know however that affects what system may be run for a certain group's offense so I mean there are certainly moves that will still be made between now and then that'll deeply affect how we view some of these teams within the Bears division and around the the NFL at large but this is the business we're in, and when folks get info, they want to do what they can to parse it and, and turn it around and get it back out there as quickly as possible. Okay, then let me just ask you these two actual football questions. If you must. It, I mean, we could go back to talking about Kelsey Grammer and the boss. Like, I'm totally okay. We could also we could also talk about how Kelsey Grammer was the executive producer of Girlfriends. Yeah. Like, I just see Kelsey Grammer's name on stuff sometimes. Like, wait a minute. Like, my Kelsey Grammer? Like, a Frasier fan? That guy? <laughs> He's executive producer on this, and I'm trying to remember what else I saw on a like there was another like predominantly black show. The game, saw, the game, yes. Yeah, so I saw Kelsey Grammer's name. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, well, 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 he was on that. Well, let me explain that. Please do. Kelsey Grammer is executive producer of the game because the game is actually a spinoff of Girlfriends. Ah, right. So, okay. so um, I'm I'm forgetting the the Tia Mowry's name on the show. Derwin and and whatever whatever her name was or was it Tamara? I I'm confused. Whatever her name that character is Joan's cousin. Okay. So they did like a backdoor pilot of it <laughs> where they showed up on Girlfriends and were like, "Hey, you know, you know, my husband or my boyfriend just got drafted by San Diego, mm. so I'm in LA to see my cousin Joan." <laughs> and it was two completely different actors at the time that did it, but that was the pilot yeah. for the game. And so Kelsey Grammer gets to be executive producer of that too. Aha. Uh-huh. He's got his hands in a lot of places. I'm 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 fascinated with stuff like that. It, it it those connections are great. And at one point during the later 
parts of the game, they actually reference girlfriends going off the air. Oh, really? Yes, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. Nice little Easter egg in there. Yes, very much so is a nice <laughs> Easter egg. All right, so so the question I wanted to ask you was, how much are people lying right now when it comes to the draft and Kyler Murray in particular? The lying as it relates to the draft is constant. Now that we're closer to the draft, you know, we're, we're, we're just over a week away from the first round. And this is around the point where I think back to, to last year and I was, I was in Dallas. I'm not going to be in Nashville this year, but I've been at the draft the last few seasons before this year. And I think back to last season when it was really around now where the Baker Mayfield being number one overall thing really started gaining a lot of steam just over a week before the draft itself. And at the time when it really first started coming through, I'm like, ah, man, whatever. This is, you know, this is, this is folks, this is Cleveland just trying to get some traction for the pick. And, you know, I'm sure somebody really wants Baker high in the draft. They're just trying to get some action on it, but it's not really going to happen. And then just in texting with some folks and talking to some folks in the days and days leading into the draft. And by the time it was really about the evening before and talking to someone in person in Dallas was like, you know what? This is, this is a real thing. Like they really plan to draft Baker Mayfield number one overall. I wasn't buying it initially. One, just because of my personal evaluation, I didn't think he was worthy of the number one overall pick. And then beyond that, just in, in what, what I had been told by so many teams, it was really split roughly 50-50 where a lot of folks, and whether it was NFC or AFC, there's a lot of folks who said, yes, he's a very skilled passer. He's got great, you know, just sort of competitive nature and his temperament is really what you would look for on the field from a quarterback between the white lines. There's a lot of immaturity things that happen on the sideline and immaturity things that happen off the field, of course, that concerned people deeply. But like we always talk about, it takes that one team, Cleveland was the team who wanted to take Baker Mayfield number one overall. They did it. And as of right now, like we will see what year over year ends up bringing us. And my immaturity concerns are still there. And I think we saw a lot of that last season from him. If he doesn't grow up, it's going to lead to issues. But if he grows up, then we see what a talented football player, what a talented quarterback Baker Mayfield is. With Kyler Murray this season, he is the individual who's in a very specific situation right now where the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury being their new coach, holding the number one overall pick is a particularly unique scenario where Kyler Murray is looking like he'll go number one overall this year. Is it a smokescreen? It still could be, but there is legitimate interest. There's legitimate love that Kingsbury has for Murray. But, you know, it's not unprecedented. It's certainly uncommon. It's rare where we would see an NFL team take quarterbacks in the first round in back-to-back years. It, just, it, it has rarely happened historically, and this could potentially be another time where it happens. The bigger question at this point, it seems, will be whether or not they plan on keeping Josh Rosen around for a while and just seeing whether or not he's a legitimately big trade chip because you just took the dude in the top ten a year ago. And so now what are you going to get for him in return? Do you want to use the draft capital on a pick that high in the draft and then go ahead and actually trade him away for like a second rounder the following year? You know, it's, it's not great management when you think about it, but, you know, all the indications right now seem to be that if it wasn't Arizona at number one, there'd likely be a defensive lineman going at number one overall. But because it's the Cardinals at number one, those are the indications that, that I'm getting and that a lot of other folks are getting that it will be Kyler Murray. What did you think of the way that Russell Wilson announced his extension? Oh, man, that was it was very it, it just it rang so much of the transition from Steve Urkel to Stefan Urkel. <laughs> that is exactly what popped into my mind when I saw it. It was like, 
wow. Look at look at the the huevos on Dangerous, like just in bed with the bad wife and the, the starlet there. Oh my and, god! You know, and, and and not just the fact that he's in bed, but just the delivery of it. Just had just had a lot Swag-oo. of swagoo. Oh man, just so much machismo and swag, just it just dripping from him. And I mean, hey, if I just signed a hundred forty million dollar contract with over a hundred mil guaranteed. As deep as my voice already is, it'd probably drop a couple of extra octaves. I would probably sound or leave it, you know, just a little bit more street than I normally do. Like, I'm, t- I'm going to holler at y'all in the morning, kid. Like, when do you talk <laughs> like that? Who is this right now? Laying in bed with chains on his neck and his damn shirt off. But that's, that's dangerous. That, that's the new version we're getting. You know, you, you paid the man, and now he is the man. He's feeling every bit of that at that moment. I loved it. I feel like it's either Stefan Urkel or Dwayne Wayne when he got ah, back from Kanishiwa, uh, his yeah. internship over there. Yeah, he's done flipping those glasses up. Now it's about, you know, he's looking over the top of the glasses, like the brim of the glasses. He's looking over the top now as opposed to flipping them up to look underneath. It's a very different vibe. See, man, this is why I wanted to have you on. This is so perfect. So thank you for, for being patient and connecting yes, up and everything. And I, I really appreciate it. This was so much fun. Uh, noon to two is a lot of fun with you every day. Looking forward to being on the pod more often. My man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That yeah. is Anthony Heron. You can follow him on Twitter at Big Ant Heron. I'm shocked that it went in that direction. Actually, I'm not shocked at all. I'm glad it went in that direction. I'm glad that he gave you Stefan Urkel. That is top-notch stuff. And you got some actual football analysis in there, too. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Nice, quick one, in and out, boom, 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 and you're good to go. You're set for the rest of the day. Thanks for listening. I'll check you tomorrow.